Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to Podcastage. Today, I am back with a review of the brand new microphone from Rode, the NT-USB Plus. If you are interested in this mic, it costs $170, links in the description, and in the sake of full disclosure, I do need to let you know, Rode sent me this microphone free of charge for the sake of making this review, but they don't get any input on it. I can say whatever I want. Butts. Farts. Pants. For this review, I'm running the microphone directly into my Mac. My gain is set at 25%. I'm recording 24-bit 48 kilohertz. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. What a shocker, you are going to get the microphone. You'll get this pop filter, which goes directly on the mount. You'll get a microphone clip, as well as a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter. You'll get a desktop tripod stand. You will get a 10-foot USB-C to USB-C cable. And a tiny bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality for a USB microphone, this thing feels pretty dang good. It has an all-metal body as well as a very firm metal mesh grill with no give to it. On the side, you will find two dials. The first one allows you to turn up or down your zero latency monitoring. The second allows you to adjust your headphone volume. Then you will find a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. On the sides, we will find nothing else. On the bottom, you will find a USB-C port to connect this to your computer or tablet. And if it matters to you, this mic is made in Australia. And I also want to show you a side-by-side -side comparison to the original NT-USB. To me, it looks like they have the same body, a very similar grill design. The side dials are the same. However, there is a bit more foam on the new NT-USB, so you can't see the capsule inside. You will also get a USB-C versus the old printer-style connection port, and the original NT-USB was assembled in China, while the NT-USB Plus is made in Australia. Then as far as the specs, this microphone records at 24-bit 48 kilohertz, which is an upgrade from the original. We have a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a max SPL of 118 dB, a dynamic range of 97 dB, and this mic functions off 5 volts of bus power. Now I am spinning around the NT-USB to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. Continuing around to 180 degrees, here is the rear of the mic. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, there we go. And then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Now let's see how effective the provided pop filter is at rejecting plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I'm about one inch away from the microphone to exaggerate the proximity effect, and here is how it's sounding. Now I'm about six inches off of the mic with it pointed at the corner of my mouth, and here is how it's sounding. About one foot away from the NT-USB+, about two feet away from the NT-USB+, and about four feet away from the Rode NT-USB+.
Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for the gaming folk, now I am typing on the sad W and the spacebar keys. Now here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And now here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. Now I want to see how effective the microphone and the provided mount are at rejecting shocks, so I'll start by tapping on my desk to see how much of that it can reject. And then I will tap on the boom arm. Next, I want to demonstrate how this microphone performs on the provided desktop tripod. Currently, it is directly in front of me, about 9 inches away, and here is how the audio is sounding with my gain set at 25%. And here is how the microphone sounds on a boom arm level to my mouth, about 6 inches away. Next, I want to see how the desktop tripod handles shock, so I'll go ahead and tap on the desk to see how much of that it rejects. Back on the boom arm, and here I am tapping on the desk. And now if I was typing on a very clicky keyboard with the mic on the desktop tripod, here is how it would sound. And on the boom arm, typing on the keyboard. And now because I'm an annoying person, I'm going to tap on the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now the microphone is go-a-thing into my box of doom so we can listen to the noise floor of these preamps without capturing too much of the room. Now I want to very briefly walk through and demonstrate the different DSP processing that is available for the NT-USB+. First option we have is a high-pass filter, so I will get right on top of the microphone and engage a 75Hz high-pass filter, and then if we click this again, we can get a 150Hz high-pass filter. There you go, click it one more time, and the high-pass filter is off. Now I have some very annoying white noise going on in the background, and I will go ahead and engage the noise gate. Now the noise gate is on. When I stop talking, does the white noise get edited out? It may be too loud, but there you go. That is the noise gate. Let's stop this obnoxiousness. Next we have a compressor, so I will go ahead and click on that. And the compressor is on. You can definitely hear a change in the tone of the recording. It gets quite a bit louder. That is the compressor. The compressor. This is without the compressor. This is with the compressor. There you go. That's the compressor. Then we have the aural exciter, or as I like to call it, the oral exciter. Let's go ahead and turn that on. 
You can hear the top-end information really become exaggerated. You can hear all the disgusting clickety-clack of my mouth. That is repulsive. That's the aural exciter off again and back on again. You can definitely hear that. And finally, we have the big bottom. Let's go ahead and engage that. You can guess what it's going to do. It gives me a big bottom. A big old bottom. Big old thick bottom. There you go. On. Big bottom off. Big bottom on. Aural exciter on. That gives people the V-shape. Compressor on. Noise gate on. High pass filter on. We have all of it. This is infinite power. What am I talking about? That's the DSP processing. <laughs> I am an idiot. Now, like I always do, I'm going to do a quick spoken word comparison between the microphone we're reviewing and a couple of other microphones that are available on the market so we can hear the microphone in context. And because I'm not going to be using a pop filter on any of the mics I compare it against, I took off the pop filter for the NT-USB+. We'll start on the mic that we're reviewing. This is the Rode NT-USB+, 24-bit, 48 kilohertz, six inches off, gain set at 25%, and here's how it sounds. First up, we are on the Razer Siren Mini, which goes for about $50. I am recording 16-bit, 48 kilohertz. My gain is set at about 50%, and here is how this microphone sounds compared to the Rode NT-USB+. Back again on the Rode NT-USB+, nothing has changed. Here is a palate cleanser. Let's go to the next one. Next, we are on the Samson C01U Pro, which is a huge throwback to the early days of this channel. This microphone currently goes for about $60. I am recording 16-bit, 48 kilohertz. Gain set at 25%, 6 inches off, and here is how this sounds compared to a microphone that's 2x its price or more. We have quite a few more to go, so here is the NT-USB Plus again. Get a good feel for it, and let's hear the next microphone. Now we are on the Rode NT-USB Mini, which goes for about $100, recording 24-bit, 48 kilohertz, with my gain set at around 40%, and here is how the little sibling to the NT-USB Plus sounds. Which one do you prefer the sound of? Let me know, and let's jump back and do some more comparisons. All right, we are halfway there already. Impressive. This is the NT-USB Plus. Here is how it sounds. Let's go to another one. Next, we are on the Blue Yeti Nano, which also goes for about $100. I am on the cardioid polar pattern, recording 24-bit, 48 kilohertz. My gain is set at around 25%. And here is how the Blue Yeti Nano compares to the Rode NT-USB Plus. Back again on the NT-USB Plus, so you can wax out your ears with this microphone sound hole thing, so check it out next mic. Next, we are on the Audio-Technica ATR2500X-USB, super catchy name. This goes for about $130. I am recording 24-bit, 48 kilohertz, with my gain set at around 60%. And here is how this sounds compared to a microphone that is $40 more expensive. Let's jump back and do a few more comparisons. I'm realizing that I'm a lot like Michael Scott because I don't know where the sentence is going when I start it. But we're back on the NT-USB. Here is how it sounds. Next microphone.
Now I am on the Elgato Wave 3, which costs around $150. I am recording 24-bit 48 kilohertz. I do not have any of the processing or the clip guard engaged. My gain is set at around 10% or 7 dB, and here is how this sounds compared to its direct competition, the Rode NT-USB+. We have a few more to go, but this is the NT-USB+. Nothing has changed. Check the lower third and let us go to another microphone. Next, I am on the original Rode NT-USB, which I believe still goes for about $170. I am recording 16-bit, 48 kilohertz, 6 inches off. My gain is set at around 33%. And here is how you could hear that was disgusting sounding in my headphones. Here is how the original sounds compared to the NT USB Plus. Which one do you like the sound of better, the original or the new updated version? Let me know in the comments down below. This is the palette cleanser for the penultimate microphone, NT USB Plus. Let's go to the second to last mic. Next, we are on the Blue Yeti X, which goes for about $170. I am recording 24-bit, 48 kilohertz, gain set at around 50% on the cardioid polar pattern. And here is how a microphone compares to the NT-USB Plus that is the exact same price. Poorly worded sentence. Let's go back to the road and do one more comparison. And you all know what the final microphone is going to be, but first, clear out your ear holes. This is the NT-USB Plus. All processing is shut off. Here is how it sounds. Next, microphone. And finally, we are on the Neumann Hello Neumann U87AI. This goes for about $3,700. Cardioid polar pattern, connected to the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen. 24-bit, 48 kilohertz, gain set at 12 o'clock, and here is how it sounds compared to a $170 USB condenser microphone. Not fair at all, but there you go. Which of these microphones did you like the best? Let me know in the comments down below, and let us do a music test. Wow. All right, then we have the latency, and with the sample rate set at 48 kilohertz and the I.O. buffer at 64 samples, we have a 9 millisecond round trip, or 4.5 milliseconds output. Jumping to 128, we have 5.7 milliseconds output, and at 256 samples, 8.4 milliseconds output. <laughs>
I don't wanna film another video. I would rather watch another TV show. I may be a little lazy, yes I know, but I'd still like to buy a home. It's a predicament. I want to watch X Files. I want to buy a home. I don't want to work. I want to buy a home. One knows one. What must one do? What? <laughs> Let's go to the conclusion. I'm rambling. All right. The NT USB Plus may share the same body and grill and name as the NT USB, but it is quite different from the original. And first up, as far as pros, the provided pop filter isn't the greatest, but it is nicely integrated, and it does improve the plosive rejection. Also, we are getting better HD converters compared to the original. We're also getting very basic DSP processing, and if you are more advanced, chances are you're not going to like this. But for beginners, getting the ability to just turn on or off the processing to improve the sound. I think that's going to be really valuable. And on top of the basic software that I use to turn on and off the DSP processing, with this mic you also get access to Rode Connect, which is essentially a digital Rodecaster Pro. I didn't go in depth in this video, but I will link a video I made in the upper corner and in the description so you could check that out. But if you want to record or do a stream mix, that software gives you that functionality. And then, as far as cons, I ran into an issue on some computers with a grounding issue, where if I touch the microphone in certain areas, you start to hear that electronic hum. On my laptop, I don't have that issue, but on my desktop, I do. That's something to be aware of. I also noticed a quirk where if your gain is set at zero percent, that does not mute the microphone. I am a loud talker, but at zero percent. I was still hitting negative 18 to negative 9 dB when I was about six inches away from the microphone. So if you're going to be recording extremely loud sound sources, that may actually become an issue for you. Then I think the low mids on this microphone can become a bit overpowering. Those high pass filters are going to come in very handy. Some people are going to love the low mids; others are going to hate it. And the last thing is just a wish from me. I wish this thing had a physical, physical mute button. Why did I get a lisp? What is happening? <laughs> I wish it had a physical mute button. That would be nice. And now, what are my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone? On the electric guitar, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I just found the low mids to be far too overpowering. The mids, in general, though, other than that, were pretty inoffensive. But once I cut around 160 hertz, I found the upper frequencies to be a little bit brittle sounding when I got to the upper register of the guitar. Just not my favorite sound for this application. Then on the acoustic guitar, I was quite disappointed with the sound that I got because to my ears it sounded dead and dull. It was still very overpowering in the low mids. A broad cut around 150 hertz did clean that up quite a bit, but to my ears it was still dull and lifeless and just not a sound that I would be looking for on the acoustic. 
Next up for singing, I found myself quite enjoying this thing. I thought the lows and low mids supported the voice nicely, the mids were inoffensive, they weren't forward and nasally, they weren't scooped and hollow. We also don't have that overboosted and artificial presence treble and air region. It is nice and flat up through there, but then we do get a boost in the air region, so we still get a bit of that shimmer. We still get a bit of that shine to it, so it sounds nice and poppy, but it isn't overboosted and unnatural. I really enjoyed this thing for singing. And finally, for spoken word, this microphone sounds very different from the original. We are getting a lot more lows and low mids, and on that note, I think the lows on this thing can be a bit overpowering, but I went and listened to the KU5A. The low mids on this thing start to get into the ribbon territory. That's how dominant they are. The mids are inoffensive, they are less congested than a lot of the competition. I really enjoyed the mids because of that. And then the treble and air, we don't have any issues with sibilance, which we heard on some of the competition. All around, in my opinion, a really nice sound for spoken word that is easy to listen to, as long as you don't have too bassy or low midi of a voice, because if you take a super low mid heavy voice and put it close mic'd on this microphone, you're probably going to run into some serious issues. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Rode NT-USB Plus for some people? I was not the biggest fan of this microphone for instruments because of the low mids. I just thought it was unflattering on the instruments I tried it on. So if I was looking for a microphone specifically for those applications, I would look elsewhere. If you're getting this microphone for other applications and then you just so happen to want to record instruments, I would recommend using the microphone a bit farther away from the sound source or EQ the heck out of the bottom of this thing because those low mids are going to become problematic in a mix. But I think who this microphone is really geared towards are people who are beginners who don't want anything complicated but still want a nicer microphone and a nicer sound for something like conference calls, voice calls, podcasting, streaming, because the microphone is very simple, a beginner will understand this, and on top of that you have the very useful DSP processing that will actually improve your sound without it becoming too complicated because it is just an on off button. But if you are a beginner who is looking to improve your sound and you like the sound of this microphone as well as the feature set of this software, then I would absolutely recommend this microphone because I think it is quite nice to listen to. We don't have a congested midsection, we don't have an overboosted top end, we do have a little bit of an overpowering low midsection, but in general, it is a very easy to listen to mic. All right, that is all that I've got for you today. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up, hated it, big ol' thumbs down, check out that video right beneath me. YouTube thinks that's the perfect video for you, and I bet they are right. Check it out, and these people over here are amazing. They support the channel at $5 or more, and if you want to do that, you would be amazing too. That's all that I've got. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you on a later date. Bye-bye. Whoa, whoa, boop.